The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. That's brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Hello. Um, thank you all for being with us. I hope you're all very, very well. The season's over and we can all relax even further now. There is no more football to worry about for a release date, aren't there? Yeah, it looks like Matt's. Uh, it's Matt's not my Wi Fi for a change. Get in. <laughs> Matt's done a Danny. <laughs> I don't know what's up with the Wi-Fi. It's not very good. Uh, the joys of remote recording. The joys of it. Um, yeah, we're going to try and get an hour out of talking about Wigan game. I don't know how well that's going to go, to be honest with you, but we're going to try. Um, and we'll go from there. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, Martin Holland says, Martin Holland's writing this, but he says, good evening, can't wait for the fixtures coming out. <laughs> Enjoy the downtime initially. Um Neil Lewis says, hi all. Are we going to pay for season tickets tomorrow? They go on sale. Sarah Alden's with us. YouTube users says, evening all. Uh, evening one and all. What a party. Wigan was ace. And Tobias is with us as well. Thank you very much, everybody. Mick's with us. Michael, how are you? Yes, I'm all right, mate. Thank you very much. You? Uh, I'm better than my Wi-Fi. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, and Danny, are you back with us? How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm quite impressed with my Wi-Fi at the minute. I'm running a split screen and it's still working okay. Well, thank you. Your internet seems a bit better now, Matt. Have you given the hamster in the wheel a good kick? And now it's better. I've texted my wife to turn off all the devices in the house. And it seems to be, uh, you know. Using my tactic, so, I like know. it. Not only do I take up an entire room when we're doing this podcast, I now take up everybody else's internet in the entire house as well. So I'm dead <laughs> popular, as you can tell. Um, Michael Carnell's with us and just want, he also wants to give us Say hello to us. It's good evening, lads. Just to see you. We've all been brilliant, and he will still be watching us all the time. Thank you very much, Michael. Um, John, this this is the start, I'm afraid. It's bad news. Evening, gentlemen. We both miss out on the 18th place trophy. As it turned out, Mick, we couldn't have won it anyway. Even if we won the game, Huddersfield would have still been the 18th place champions. Um, but 19th ain't bad. Damn that, Neil Warnock, bloke. Unbelievable scenes. Who would screw us over? Yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, doesn't it? I don't care. Not interested. Not bothered. I mean, it would have been nice to take it off uh, off Birmingham, but you know, it's it is what it is. Um, it's gone to a, it's got a Rotherham connection that 18th place, even if it's only a tenuous one. So um, it's got a Yorkshire connection on it, I suppose. So yeah, I'm I am more than happy. 
more than happy with our finishing position this season. Um, given the context of the season as well, in, in terms of injuries and change of manager and, and, and so on and so forth, I don't think uh, I don't think it's a bad return, really. Mm. No, 50 points, Danny. Finished above five teams. Justifiably be finished above, finished above all five teams as well, even including all the points deduction. We still would have finished above them, which doesn't really matter. But it's nice to have sort of in your back pocket. There's no, there's nobody goes, oh, you'd have gone down anyway. It's we stayed up justified, no, no questions or qualms. Yeah, <clears throat> it's nice to be able to say we stayed up of our own accord and not because of somebody else's um, naughtiness, shall we say? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, getting to fifty points is nice. You know, it's our highest points total since two thousand and three oh four. I think it is. Um, yeah. I, know, I know 50 points doesn't sound like a lot in modern football. Now we've got three points for a win. But for a team like Rotherham, we've got one in before end of the season. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nice total. It's shown growth from last time in the Championship yeah. to tick over into the next lot of points. Um, but to do it in the way that we did, you know, absolutely piled up with injuries... Um, I mean, Matt Taylor named a full squad that could compete at championship level that was out injured for us. Yeah. So it's just a massive achievement. And it wasn't the best game at Wigan. Let's get that elephant out of the room. It wasn't the best game. It was That's awful. Game. Yeah, it, it was an awful game of football. It was one of those boring games all season, but it was a nothing game for both teams. Yeah. Um, so to get through it with a clean sheet and, uh, and a nice tidy draw to tick us over to 50. I'm happy with it. Now we're on the beach officially. Hmm. Yeah, just on the game, Mick, and I know this, it, it is completely pointless what I'm about to say, but we had another level. We just didn't want, there was no need for other level. If, if there was something riding on that game, we would have won that game relatively comfortably, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be as, as enthusiastic about the performance as Danny's been. From <laughs> 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 either team. Um, it was exactly what you would expect from a team that's safe and a team that's already relegated. Um, and, and and we played as though we'd been on Lash all week, didn't they, really? I mean, I know they had the end-of-season awards night the uh, couple of days before or three or four days previous to that. It looked like they'd not stopped celebrating, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it was a woeful game. Um, but it... it, it, it it's it's not relevant, really, is it? It's it, it's absolutely not relevant to either us or to Wigan, to be honest with you. Um, so it, it was an anticlimax for me, and and I'm not sure how much I like not having anything to play for on last day. Um, <laughs> however, however, if we're going to remain in this division and we're going to be down near that bottom, I'll be happy. I'll take it. I'll take a boring Saturday every day of every week. Yeah. Your blood pressure probably enjoyed not having to worry about anything last day of the season, though, I would have thought. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think I lost my rag with anybody. I don't think I shouted at referee. I don't think, you know... No, you did shout at referee. I think I, I think I shouted at the clown who threw the chair onto his own supporters. I think I shouted at that at the back end of the game, but other than that... Yeah. That was yeah. a shame that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just touched on that. I, I, I want to bring this up, by the way, because last season in the League One, we had quite a lot of problems with the Rotherham fans. Mm. On, though you you could probably count five or six occasions, Danny, where there were were issues with fan behaviour. Now, prior to the Cardiff, we all know the racist stuff that that idiot posted on on social media after 
the Cardiff game, but pre-Cardiff game, I've been quite proud of our fan behaviour this season. There's been no issues, no major issues anyway. You're always going to get disagreements between fans. Mm. Um, Cardiff game completely ruined it because of one person that I can't use the word I want to use. Um, but I think in, in general, I think our fans did a lot of credit for how... This sounds really sad, really, but how well behaved we've all been for the last t- t- 10 months. Yeah, uh, we've certainly not seen any major issues come out of it, affecting, like in the stadiums anyway. Uh, I mean, we saw against Julian with all the fans scrapping in the middle. There were yeah. no for that, really, with one going up and one going down. But, I mean, even with this, or one team staying up, one team going down, um, I think Wigan bottled the protest a little bit, which, if I'm being it's honest, really, I, yeah. I, I wanted to see. I wanted to, the fans to stand up for themselves. Um, but in terms of our fans, yeah, we've... We've behaved ourselves, like you say, other than the um, that the most polite way I can put it is degenerate, shall we say, who posted the racist stuff out. Uh, other than him and, yeah, the odd bit at Wigan, but, you know, with four and a half thousand there, they're going to come out of the woodwork a little bit. We're not, we're not all yeah. perfect like us three, are we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but as a whole, I think we've, we've had a nice account of ourselves this season, which... Mm. Um, it's great to see because um, mm. you know we are we are a small fan base by comparison to some other teams. Uh, so to have very little trouble, very nice. I mean, the flares are a shame throwing them on the pitch. Um, the biggest but... issue with flares were I, I don't I shouldn't go on pitch. Obviously, but the biggest one was somebody thrown back at the stand and it landed in the middle of the fans. I mean, I don't. I just that that really wound me up. And the seat, somebody throwing a seat from the back of the stands again into your own set of fans. Just proves that there's some lack of brain cells amongst the football football fans, as we know there is, I suppose. They were at school there, were it? You know, they had a day off school and they didn't know what to do with themselves. Some of them. So, I, I know it's probably a controversial thing to say, and 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 this is my own personal view. I, I'd they weren't they're not flares. That's the first thing to say. Um, I had a I had a picture sent to us. In fact, we all had a picture sent to us last night, which uh, I wish I could share. I don't know whether you're able to share it. Um, which resolves flares in a football ground. However, these are not flares, they're just smoke smoke bombs, aren't they, or whatever. Mm. And and in my view, it adds a bit of atmosphere. You know, it does, it genuinely does. And I don't think they're necessarily that dangerous, the smoke ones. It's the flares that are are the issue. So, But but, but throwing them on pitch, you know, (laughs) just bizarre, bizarre. But anyway, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Sarah didn't ask if anybody else's head was sore yesterday. I suspect there would have been a lot of sore heads yeah. on Tuesday morning. Um, yeah, but like some of them, we've got to enjoy it. After, after first time in seven years, whatever it's been, in, oh, I hope people have, been, have enjoyed it. Uh, YouTube rightly says it was like a pre season game. Mm-hmm. John Morell, Mick told you the beach was boring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, we we need boring. We needed boring, John, and, and I think it's going to do us all good. Just to have a, it just eases us into this into the closed season, doesn't it? Rather than um, you know, that, that's the case with the beach, isn't it? Though when you go on holiday, when you first get onto the beach, that's amazing. After yeah. like the seventh or eighth day of sitting on the beach, you want <laughs> yeah. something to change. I think it's just like yeah. a holiday. Um, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Uh, says Mick liking pyrotechnics will make a Birmingham fan out of him yet wrong colour John I'm sorry mate just wrong colour um, Mark Gambles is with us this evening says good evening from Rotherham A&E bit of a drab end to the roller coaster, but at least the yo-yo is broken up the millers absolutely um, 
I honestly, Danny, <laughs> I honestly can't think of anything to talk about from the game itself, from the football. <laughs> I'm really, really struggling to think of anything that actually happened. Of any note. The only thing I can think to say is that Victor Johansson once again showed his worth because he was sensational again. Yeah, he was, and I don't think he was the deserved winner of uh, Man of the Match. Mm. Um, because there were a couple saves in the second half that, you know, were big, were big saves. You know, Wigan really had us under thumb a little bit. Um, but Victor came to the rescue again, uh, which is just standard procedure <laughs> at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I've had a few people message me that, you know, they'll be batting away of big bids with Victor as well, which is what Matt Taylor said anyway. He's sort of expecting big bids to come in. Now, a big bid for Rotherham United might not be a big bid for someone, say, of Stokes calibre, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're in the position to back those bids away because Victor's here until... Just check my uh, contract sheet because I've done preparation for this podcast. Um, Victor's with her until end of June 25. So it'd have to be a big bid for Victor, but I think he's going to stay, which is nice. Um, I think the main talking point was the debut for Holvey mm. against Wigan. I think that's the main thing we can talk about because it put him centre back. To say he's a young lad who's come through the academy, he's put him centre back, and I'm very impressed so far. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Joel Holvey made his made his debut 68 minutes, I think he came on, something like that. Uh, he got moved around a bit. Uh, sorry, later than 81 minutes. Um, he got moved around from left to right a little bit, Mick. But one mm. of the things I always, I always look for, for and a debut for any player, never mind a, a kid, is whether they actually want the ball or not. Whether mm. they actually want to want it. You, you, you can tell when somebody pretends to want the ball. Yeah. Um, this kid wanted that ball. He wanted to get the ball at his feet. Yeah, I mean, it didn't always work for him, but he always looking for that pass out wide. And he were up against James McLean, who is a, is a very physical and a very clever clever player. Yeah. That's a very tough tough guy to win against your debut, and he, he did fine. He didn't light the world up, but that's a very, very solid 10 minutes he's got under his, under his back pocket. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's an interesting. It's an interesting lad. I mean, I know very little of him, but you look at, uh, and, I, and I don't mean this in any to any detriment. You look at the size of him. The, the lad's tiny. You know, he's small, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It looks like not a kid. lad at all. Now to be able to come through the ranks of professional football clubs at that size, mm. at that height, he must have something. Um, he, he clearly has. He's clearly a talented lad. Um, his movement was very, very good, particularly, particularly against McLean. Um, you know, he, he, he was dropping, he was dropping short to get the ball, and uh, yeah, it, it looks. You can't tell, obviously. It's difficult to tell, obviously, on a, on a, on a nine-minute debut in a in a in a pointless, meaningless game. But um, it, he didn't look out of his depth at all. We've seen players come on, you know, through the academy and then come on in in Papa John's games and stuff like that and they, they have looked kind of out of, de- out of their depth a little bit it's a big step up in it you know from academy football to 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 to, to first team football so it's, it's not really unusual but he he, he just seemed to slot slot in quite well so yeah he, he looks a looks a promising prospect mm. yeah a bit this point we didn't see any more youngsters danny but I suppose that's probably down to the fact that the game wasn't sealed. You know, if, I think if we were one or two nil up, I think we probably would have seen Curtis Rose uh, or Hamish Douglas. Do you think that's probably why we didn't see any more of the, of the kids that anymore of the other younguns, Danny? Uh, I think uh, with the younger players, um, 
I don't know, maybe Taylor favours Holvey because he's that more attacking-minded player, you know, and he can sort of play across uh, that attacking three. Because um, he played, he started off on the left side, didn't he? he did, yeah. Uh, and then moved across to the right side and we put him in about a bit. And I suppose Douglas and... And uh, who was the other one? Was it DeRose? DeRose, I mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're more of your sitting deeper sort of players. Mm. Um, so I don't think it really comes down to, you know, how the game was going and such. I think it was just the change that Taylor wanted to make. He wanted that extra attacking player and and Holby was his man. I mean, I was quite impressed that we had that many youth players. Like I know we have injuries and, and stuff, but to see that many youth players on the bench, just having the match day 18 experience, it'll have done great things for them mm. because, you know, they've had youth uh, loans through the season, which is completely different to being the team that you're contracted to in their match day 18 in the championship. So it'll have done them good just to be there anyway. But uh, for Holvey to come into it, um, it's such a special moment for him, isn't it? And uh, who, who did he replace? Um, uh, Yelder. Yelder. Well, um, if there's anyone that's going to offer you a kind word going on to the pitch, it's the lad who's come through the lead system and on loan with us. Yeah. And then you're coming on for the team he's on loan at, who's not that much older than you anyway. So mm. I, I'm, I'm sure Taylor didn't think of it as a support change of we'll take the young lad on loan off for our own young lad. Um, but it couldn't have done it any harm either. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Um so let's talk about this. We've got to talk about. Is there anything else from the anything else from the game as a whole that I've missed up before we start talking about just general Rotherham United post season chit chat? Uh, one yeah. thing I would just you just mentioned Leo Helder. Uh, he's obviously gone back to Leeds now, um, but the way he seems to he appears to have bought in to what's happening at the club is is, is amazing. I, I, whether that's just his personality. But he, he's 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 living his best life, isn't he? That lad, he's absolutely yeah, happiest, the happiest bloke after Victor probably um, that, that I've seen on a football pitch. He absolutely loved it. Uh, the celebrations after you know this, this, staying up and everything else. He's involved with everybody. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, he is a quality quality lad. Over and above the fact that he. he He's pretty decent at football as well. Um, I'll be I'll be rooting for Leeds to stay up if I'm honest with you, because um, I'll have to keep. Hey, sorry, yeah, dirty Leeds. Keep him in Premier League. Keep him out of our area, and we'll uh, we'll have Leo back to 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 bulk him up for a full season. Like him, I do I like, like him. him. I do, but is he ready for a promotion push at a, cha- a top end Championship? If they if they did come down, is he ready for that? I thought you meant us then, Mark. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, you never know. You know I, I, I don't think he's ready for the step up to the very top. So, you know, we're talking Burnley and Sheffield United level of, level of players. For, for, if Leeds come down, that's what they're aiming to be next season. Is, yeah, he, is, he, is. he at that level? Yeah, he is. You've, yeah, have you watched any games this season? You look I at have. The I've, 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 seen, I've seen a huge amount of mistakes from him. Yeah, well, a few mistakes. A few. Not not a huge. I think that's I think that's unfair. Um, he's 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 been pretty solid. He's made some um, immature mistakes, if you like. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no more than probably anybody else in squad. To be honest with you, with it probably with the probably exception of 
um, of, of Victor, probably nobody else. So mm. yeah, he's a quality player, and and you look at the the overall quality of this division. It's not going to change massively with the teams coming up and the teams that come down. It's it's going to be pretty much of a muchness. There'll be a couple of three teams who will run away with it at the top, and everybody else will be, you know, not a, not a, a, everybody else will be a goal scorer difference, won't they? You know what I mean? Um, so he, he could cut it in this division, no problem whatsoever. Whether it be for Leeds, hopefully they stay up and he's, he, he he comes back out on one again. I don't hope Leeds stay up. Um, <laughs> uh, I think this is market. If, if, if Leeds could now be a decent squad player for him, I can't see him starting most games. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the, he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's there yet. Um, but we'll see. Which is why he needs to come back to us. I agree. I agree. I think it'd be great for us if he came. But if he came out last year, I think we'd see a, a massive improvement. I think I think we'd see a huge step forward for him. Mm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. wishful thinking, probably. Let's move on to players out of contract, Danny. Uh, and this is from a Paul Davis article, which um, I have my list. And Danny, Danny's got a list. So there are several players out of contract, several players out of favour. Um, so the players that are out of contract that I have, Danny, we've got Chio Wes. Shane Ferguson, Josh Vickers, Rob, and Robbie Hemphrey. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone pen. else out of contract? I've lost my pen. Um, hang on. <clears throat> um, so the players I've got out of contracts is Harding, Wales, but year extension. Um, Ogbeni, Ferguson, Peltier, Morrison, Hemphrey, Vickers, Warren, and Blackett. Um, and then if you factor in players that we already know are leaving in Woody, which is a crying shame, but, you know, nine great years. And then uh, players returning at the end of the loan, we've got 17 out of 36 potentially leaving. That's a lot. So it's just just under half. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, The reports are, Danny, that Chio's been offered the best we've got. Matt Taylor said as much in his post-presentation interview. Give me a scale of one to ten. How how positive are you that give me what you hope and give me what you are at, what your head uh, says without without any uh, bias? Oh god, without any bias. Um I mean, now that we all know it's a little bit more public knowledge that Geo has been offered something. Yeah. Um he says he said to us after the Middlesbrough game that he was hoping to hear something by next week, and next week obviously being the Wigan game. Uh, so we've not really messed about. We've come in and put it straight on the table for him. Uh, and if it's the best we can offer, you know, it's the best we can offer. Yeah. Um, that's not going to stop anyone coming in and you know blowing us out of the water because sometimes that happens in football. It just depends on where Chio's head is. Like, does he want to further his career or does he want to be somewhere um, you know where he's comfortable and knows he'll be playing his football regularly, barring injuries and stuff. Uh, and I think the certified thing for playing his football would be with us, you know, because mm. um, he was Balassa for an example. You know, he signed for Middlesbrough a lot more money closer to home, but he's not starting as much as he did with Rotherham because he was effectively our distribution in midfield. So we start, he was like one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, but it's like, would a team have a system that suited Chio? You know, there's still that striker's intent, but slightly wider field would that sort of team come in for him you know there's a few questions that could be going around Chio's head I don't think he'll sign it within the end of the month probably Mm. but um, if it's the best we can offer 
my question is, what's the best we can offer? You know, because the best we could offer uh, Smith and in Equa, what was it about 12 ish, 12 ish kind of yeah, week, yeah, around 12 13. Now, obviously, with Taylor saying a few players are out of favour, um, that might lighten it a little bit. And with Tony saying that there's going to be a significantly higher amount of investment, take that as you will, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what is the very, very, very top limit that we could offer Chio? 15, potentially, yeah. which would be a huge increase on what is on at the minute. But what's stopping a... Um, a more money orientated football club coming in and offering him 16, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, taking me off my United glasses off, I think Gio would go and further his career somewhere because he's at that age where he needs to further his career. But thinking of Gio the person and how much he does love this football club and people at this club and effectively playing his football here, mm. I could, could see him, I'll put my rose tinted glasses on, could, could see him signing a new deal. And I think if he does sign a new deal, there needs to be street parties and, you know, big long tails. Yeah, everything. Pull out the bunting, Irish Irish flag bunting and everything just for Gio re-signing. Um, but I'm still 50-50 with it. If he signs, fantastic. If not, he'll go with our best wishes. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, you look at the January interest, Mick, and that's what talks a lot to me about the teams that were interested in him. And Millwall missed out the playoffs because of a hilarious collapse. So they were in for him. They reportedly were in for him in the summer. So he they could be a very attractive destination for him. It's in the capital. You know, he might, he might fancy living in it, fancy living in, in the big city. Uh, there was also Swansea, which is less of a big, big city. But still, but neither of those offer stupid, stupid money. You know, Millwall are not going to offer Gio 25 grand a week. Swansea are not going to offer him 25 grand a week or even 30 grand a week. That's just not the clubs that they are. They're, they're much more prudently than other clubs. Now, there is talk of him potentially going abroad. I don't know where that's come from, to be honest with you. That that seems a bit left field for me, to be honest with you. Um, and it's also worth bearing in mind, he could have been talking to clubs from abroad already because they, mm. they could have talked from, from January onwards. So it could have already had these talks. Uh, but there's January interest felt underwhelming for me. If I put my Chio hat on, I'm a bit underwhelmed by those offers, to be honest with you. If we can offer good money, not amazing money, but good money, 15 grand's going to be, going to be competitive if, if we were to pick a random number out of the air, isn't it? It's a futile amount of money, isn't it? Can you actually imagine that amount of money? Uh, it's just, it doesn't make... Anyway, whatever, whatever. Um, I mean... If you're a footballer and you've got Swansea and Millwall looking coming in for you, it's all, and you're looking for a big move, neither of those are big moves. With the greatest respect to both those clubs, um, you know they're hardly glamorous clubs. Um, they're they a little more glamorous than we are. You know what I mean? Um, Swansea are on their way down from that sort of Premier League high. Uh, they're trying to consolidate back in the Championship and. And, and I'm sure they'll do very well, and I'm sure they'll move on. And, and uh, but they've got their financial issues that that they're trying to trying to surmount now. They've lost all the the parachute payments and what have you. Um, the word glamour and Millwall, they, 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 those two are never used in the same sentence anyway, other than the sentence that I've just used to say that they never used together. You know what I mean? Um, so, and 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 again, Millwall. Whilst they they're, they're not a profitable club, they're not big spend. Not a big. Neither are they a big spending club. 
So, you know, the, 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 the wages that both those teams are going to offer, I would argue, will probably be comparable to give or take the, 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 the biggest offer that we're capable of, of, of giving. So it's down to, it's down to Chio, isn't it? If he's happy where he is, uh, I, I possibly could see him signing and then moving on, to be honest. Um, you know, maybe have another season here and then move on. I don't know. We'll see. It's up to him. Um, if, as, as Danny says, if he stays great, if he doesn't, he goes with our best wishes. He's, uh, he's been a hell of a character and a, and a really good player for us. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Mm. Yeah. Um, Jorrell says, I think it's the natural uh, natural progression of him moving on. I uh, could see something like Norwich, Watford, any of the three mm. losing playoffs for him. He's a great free player on the way up. He is, but he's old. He's, I think he's older than we all sort of think. Is he twenty seven now, or is he is he younger yeah, than that? He's, he's coming into his peak. So isn't he's, he's, he's not. He's not like he's twenty four. No, um, twenty six. Coming to his. Yeah. So we'll see, won't we? Let's let's wait and see. We're, we're into. We're already into daft speculation um, uh, times, aren't we? And we haven't even the season's not finished yet. Madness. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can take two months of this, Matt. Get ready. Because it's only, well, <laughs> get ready because that brings on Tony Stewart, doesn't it, really? Um, Tony yeah, Stewart has basically said there is going to be significant investment in the football club this summer. That That is on wages. So apparently there's also going to be potentially significant investment in the training structures as well, which I think is a bit, it would be a bigger step forward possibly than, than the players. Um, Danny, what does significant... now? We mentioned this in our private chat earlier. Significant investment to me is different when it is to you to make to, to Michael in the comments, to Tony, to Matt Taylor. For you, is significant investment just massively up in the you know, doubling, doubling the wage? Was it as, as a random number, or is it buying five players for combined five million quid? What does your significant investment look like? Uh, I mean, significant investment. I believe is already happening at the training grounds, which is yeah. something Matt Taylor has stressed about um, because a lot of our injuries have come from the pitch being too soft. I think it mm. was. Uh, I'm inclined to agree after working there, if I'm being honest, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, and, it, and it floods very easily as well. But mm. um, And I think it wants an extra pitch as well at Roundwood just to like spread out the workload a little bit. But anyway, so that's already significant investment because we've not really seen a huge amount of investment in the training facilities other than the time we uh, bought that bit of land over in Tinsley and then did nothing with it. Um, so to have that element, it's like, oh, okay, so we're, we're um, beefing up the training ground to be quote-unquote championship quality, um, which, yeah, I agree, I think we need. Um, but even with that, Taylor's promised, well, not really promised, but said that we can expect quality that we've, that no one will expect. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit, where are we going with that? You know, is that quality from the continent that no one expects because, you know, we found them and they've not looked there? Um, is it people, you know, like Morrison's apparently been offered a new deal. That's in the advertiser as well. Mm. You know, the season heads in the championship. No one might expect Morrison to re-sign. Um, taking a bit of a risk with his injury. Fair enough. Um, but, I think significant investment with Tony isn't really forking out millions for one player. 
I think it's more of a case of cobbling it together. And look, look for example, in, in the January window, you know, I think for that, that's moving in the direction of where he wants to take us, you know, listening to Taylor because Taylor's got the vision of what he wants. And Taylor's just said, uh, and Tony's there to go, yeah, we'll do that. You know, like mm. the signing of Jordan Hugel, for example, you know, that's for Rotherham, that's a big signing to get him on a three and a half, three and a half year contract. Basically, is it? Yeah. Uh, 20, 2026, yeah, so three and a half year contract. That's big investment in a player of Hugel's, uh, you know, experience. So it could be could be things like that. We might see the paid for budget get broken, but our paid for record is about six hundred thousand, so yeah. don't, won't take much to break that. I don't think we'll see Rotherham's first million pound paid for player, but you never know. But Put it this way, Tony's making the right noises to show that he's committed to Matt Taylor and Taylor's vision, which is mm. what I like to hear. Um, and now that we've stayed in the championship and we've got a manager with a positive outlook, you know, we, we could see some big signings that are more quality than what we're used to. And I was saying this to a few people before, I'm really excited about this summer window just to see what we do, mm. because anything could happen now. Yeah, there does seem to be an air of excitement, Mick, and this is not this is not going to help the air of excitement, to be honest. This is not going to dampen it down, what Tony's saying now. Um, how do you see I mean, it? Matt Tiller's in charge of the budget, which I, which is interesting. He's in charge of the first proper Rotherham budget, really. Uh, he seems more... I, can't, I don't really know what the word is, but he seems he's willing to push it out as much as he can. Where I think the previous manager was like to play well within it and keep the squad small. Matt Taylor doesn't seem to want to do that. He seems to want to bring in the sort of proven championship players, which is something Tony Stewart's mentioned of as well. Um, what We're going to need lots of players this summer. We, we might need 10 or so signs anyway, so it's going to be a busy summer. Um, what are your thoughts on that, just the, the potential of significant investment? you think Tony had learned, wouldn't you? Not to, <laughs> not to spell this off every, every, every close season. It's different. This season is different. Um, and it's different because, in my view, anyway, uh, we've, we've we've managed to survive in the championship. I think twice before in recent years, uh, once under Steve Evans and once under Neil Warnock. When we survived under Steve Evans, there was no way that we had the manager that was going to push us on from anywhere else other than fighting that bottom four. Um, you know that that was Steve Evans's peak, absolute peak as a manager. Um, and and as he's proving now, you know his 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 quality down in those lower leagues. Mm. But when you when you start fighting with the big boys, it was never going to happen. And I, and I think Tony Stewart recognised that um, pretty early on. Um, and given the amount of money we spent on loan players under Steve Evans, we don't know what the investment was. But the loan system's changed since then, and you know it's just not going it, to. It, it was never going to happen. We survived under Neil Warnock. And at the end of the season, we didn't have a manager. So you could invest all you want, but if you haven't got a proper manager in place, um, and we all know how that went. So um, this is the first opportunity where we can end a season with a manager in place in, in the same league, in the, in the Championship, with a manager in place who's looking to and looking to move the club forward and who the chairman thinks is capable of moving the club forward, the team forward, sorry. Um, so so it is slightly different, I think, in my view. Mm. Whether he does decide to invest 
the money that we've 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 got for staying up, plus a little bit more, given that staying up next season will give us an even bigger payday because of this the, the new Sky deal. Um, remains to be seen. It, it, like John said in the comments, it depends on what your interpre- interpretation of significance is, isn't it? You know, and from a Rotherham United point of view, significant is if you if you paid a million pounds for a player, that would be massive for yeah. Rotherham United. If Birmingham or or Swansea or Millwall paid a million pounds for a player, nobody would bat an eyelid, you know. Uh, or the the, support, the fan base of, of those respective clubs would bat an eyelid. So we'll have to wait and see. We know what's going to happen over the next couple of months. You know, fans are going to fans are going to start wetting themselves every two minutes when when a name is mentioned, and then it's just going to go off radar again. And then it's going to be then we're going to go through a phase that Tony Stewart won't put his hand in his pocket, and we're all going to go down, and the world's going to end. And then we're going to go we can start wetting ourselves again when another player gets mentioned, and we're just going to go through that cycle now for two or three months. So um, I don't know, and none of us know, and none of us will know. Until the team, the, the 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 squad come back for, for pre-season, exactly where we're going to stand. Well, all we're going to be able to do now, from now on, is speculate, and it's whether you want to get down, drop down on the positive side of it, and say that Matt Taylor, Rob Scott are going to get their heads down and bring in some quality, whether it be paid for or otherwise. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, Sarah Ogden puts it how I meant, how I should have put it. Taylor, for me, seems to know what he wants already. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. He knows exactly what he wants and he doesn't really care... Say so don't care. I think it's maybe, it maybe wrong, but he, he doesn't matter what what he needs to do. He needs to, if he wants to get those players or get this done, he'll just go and get it done. If it upsets a couple of people, I don't think he's. I think mm-hmm. the, the cost is worth the damage. Uh, if that sort of makes sense, um, which is one of the things I, I, really, I really like about him. Um, yeah. I was so impressed with that January transfer window. So so impressed with the players that he brought in. Some of them didn't work out because of injuries, but he had to take the risk at the time. Now he's now he can still bring in players of similar quality and similar financial benefit or financial cost, sorry. But he's got time to think about it. He hasn't got to buy, you know, the player was not played for a year because he's been injured or whatever. Mm. Um, Danny, we talked about Sean Morrison. That could potentially be a significant investment uh, if if he does stay. I can't remember we mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I think Sean Morrison is the is the replacement for Richard would be an ideal replacement for Richard Wood. Uh, it gives you that leadership quality. It gives you that physicality. There's so so much to like about Sean Morrison. If you can keep him, that's that's a bit of a statement. Resigning for me, if you would manage to keep him. Yeah, uh, the only worry for me would be um, his recurring injury. You know, he had that big injury at Cardiff, wrong, and I think yeah. he only made like two appearances for us before going out again. Um, but he looked good in those two appearances. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's only 180 minutes of football, but. Uh, he looked good with it. Um, I think that's probably why. I mean, Paul Davis mentions it briefly in the article about it potentially being a um, a pay-as-you-play sort of deal, which could be very, very lucrative for him if he manages to stay fit for a season. I don't think he will, but if he could manage, you know, twenty, twenty-five 
appearances in a season, someone of that calibre who's a leader on the pitch and in the dressing room, like I say, effectively a younger version of Richard Woods, mm. um, he'd still be a real asset because even the games that he's out, it could be leading in the dressing room. Yeah. Uh, and the games that he's in, he'll be leading from the back line. Um, but yeah, a player of Morrison's experience at a club of our size, shall we say, um, will be a real, real big signing if we can re-sign him. My, own, my only worry is his injury, and I really hope that doesn't hinder him whilst he's here and also hinder us as well. Because we saw that we had to bring in Bailey Wright, then when he got injured, we had to bring in Blackett, you know, so that's... And then Blackett got injured and it's like, oh, dearie me. Mm -hmm. But at least Taylor's not afraid to pull the trigger when we need a replacement. Mm. I I suppose that's that's good. But yeah, if Morrison can stay fit, real, real asset to us. Prior to his major injury at Cardiff, he wasn't injury prone. He, he, He played most games of most seasons. Whether he's now turned a corner... He's only 32, 33, so he's not exactly old. Look how, look how long Richard Woods played for. Um, Mick, him and Grant Hall, I suppose, the two that have been with us short term and that are both available and both sort of made noises that they could be interested in staying, mm. but they both have their injury problems. Yeah, they do. They do. And, and maybe Matt Taylor would be mercenary enough to think, well, if that's the case, we need to be looking elsewhere. I think if you're gonna be if you're gonna be hard nosed about it, yeah, then that that's gonna be the first thought that comes to mind. You know, I don't want players that are gonna be out for 25, 30, 40 percent of the season, uh, potentially. Uh, I'm paying them daft money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how this pay as you play thing would ever work. I mean, that's just it just seems seems a bizarre suggestion to me. What happens if you don't what happens if Matt Taylor decides not to play him then? Well, if you don't play him, you don't pay, you don't get paid. I mean, it's just it just it's, it opens up a can of worms of just unnecessary proportions, doesn't it? Really? So um, yeah, it's uh, one of those that you could say, let's let's use an argument. You say, right, we're going to sign a pay as you play contract, and if things go well in December, because he's because he's played twenty games in December, you right, we'll just extend your contract for a permanent contract for a full time. Mm-hmm. No, he, he needs to justify that is that is you know qualify essentially qualifies for a long term contract, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, not really. Anywhere, not just at us. Anywhere. Yeah, and and he'll get, get paid somewhere else. Possibly. So, well, why would you? I mean, it just didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, that's that's it's irrelevant. Again, it's more speculation, and it's just it's just nonsense. But that that's ultimately ultimately that is the kind of player, that type of player is who we need to be looking for. Obviously, we need a replacement for Woody. Um, so it needs to be that kind of player, whether it's one of those two or a another. Um, yeah. Matt Taylor, I'm sure. We'll be looking because that that is an area we need to strengthen, given the injuries that we've had this season um, in in that in that department. And we've only got Cam Humphries in reality, um, you know, as a Rotherham United player. So he's got some work to do. The areas for strengthening are very clear, Danny. With the centre half, there's left back because we've got Cohen Bramwell. That's it, and also right back situation. Now we don't know what's going to happen with Wes Harden. I would be I. I think it's the right time for Wes to go, to be honest with you. I think now is a good time of parting the ways. I think it's time for him to possibly move on. Move on. There's reports that Kyoso maybe maybe let go or, or you're tried, told he can find another club. So it's interesting. We need a lot of centre-backs and a lot of right-backs and a left-back. That's, that's, a lot, that's a lot already before we even talk about any strikers we need and midfielders we need. Yeah, it is. Uh, which is one of the things that slightly worries me. Like I know there are a few names that 
you know they might they might be getting told that they can leave, but it worries me because of the the turnover. I think that that's more of the worry for me. I think uh, in terms of the quality that we need, probably there is the argument that we're lacking a little bit. Uh, so I can understand it, but it's like, is it too much, too mm. quick? You know, like Kiosa might not move on for it, just to use him as an example. He might not move on, uh, and he might be a bit of a, you know, in and out sort of player, but can still contribute, uh, which I'm sure he didn't sign on for, but would still benefit us. Um, and to be brutally honest, we need the players that can benefit us more than them. That makes sense. Um, but it, it's it's such a complicated dance now. We're in the summer, um, but. I think it is quite clear that Taylor's got a vision and he's rooted in that vision. Mm. And if that vision's, you know, potentially getting rid of 12 players, 15 players potentially, um, before we talk about the players that we want to keep on, it's a bit of a, hey, we've got the backup for it. But, mm. you know, that's, that's why I'm excited about the window. I go back to that. I'm excited mm. about the window because it, I just want to see where it takes us now. This is the most exciting time as a football fan. Because the possibilities are almost endless. They're so exciting because you, you've got this many people that are released from the football clubs. There's got these teams that have not gone up, so their players might be for sale. You know, we're, we're staying up. Um, it, is, it is exciting. Uh, Mick, did, did you roll your eyes at the Peter Chioso? Getting mm. Yeah. Why, why you'd get rid of Peter Chioso is beyond me, but he has been out injured a lot, so perhaps that might be might be the issue. Uh, maybe he's just made a glass, as, uh, as you like to say, and, you know, he, he crumbles every three games or whatever. So, I, I, other than that, I can't think why you would ever want to get rid of him, to be honest. He's a hell of a player uh, and more than capable of performing at this level. So, but anyway, whatever. I'd, I'd not anticipated this podcast going in this direction, to be honest. Otherwise, I'd have, uh, I'd have done some more research. You did watch the Wigan game on Monday, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was there. <laughs> um, Carl Scott's mentioned Dan Daniel Ayala has been linked with us. You would hate Daniel Ayala, Mick. You would absolutely hate Daniel Ayala. Um, Why has he got lovely white teeth and smooth hair? He's just one of those that throws himself around. He's a centre half who throws himself around a lot. And yeah, I'm interested then. Get rid of him. I'm not sure. He's, I'm, I, I have seen that link, and again, I think he's at the wrong end of his career. He was excellent for Borough back in day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure he's the right fit for us right now, but if, but if, if we're saying we need a leader, maybe, I don't know. I mean, Leicester, have, Leicester might be coming down. They've got a centre-half that they paid a load of money for. We might... <laughs> <laughs> Could have him. Yeah, uh, wage demands as well. Wage demands, yeah. Daniel R was, was, it was on a lot, a lot at Borough, and then he went to Blackburn. I think he was on a decent amount there. Yeah, well. Um, yeah. Millie said, just... Just don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot in uh, shoot ourselves in the door and struggle to get people in to replace the core quality with what we have let go. Yeah, I suppose that's that, that is true, Danny. But at the same time, let's be mercenary about it. Let's take it, let's take our heads up, take the Rotherham hats off. This team's only just stayed up. And for, for from where we were, that, that is an amazing achievement. But if we want to step forward into a different position in the league. There is a deadwoods. Deadwoods not the right word, uh, but people who are maybe not as good as we want them to be. We need to improve. We've got to take a, maybe take a risk and improve this squad. Yeah, we do. If we want to move up in effectively up in the world, shall we say, and up in the championship, we do need to bring in the, the improvements. 
And unfortunately, it goes back to uh, what Paul Warren said. He don't want to bring in players that, you know, are at our level. He wants to bring in players that he thinks will improve the squad. And I think Taylor's probably got that mindset, as most football managers do, probably. Um, but yeah, we just need to keep stepping up. And I think the achievement of staying up this season is so big that some players will go, they're moving up now. And we might be a bit more, you know, uh, attractive to some players. Because mm-hmm. it's not like we've stayed up by a whisker. You know, it's not like we sta- Yeah, exactly. It's not like we stayed up on goal difference. In terms of points, we've stayed up by a fair bit. In terms of what you could have won if you hadn't cheated, we've still stayed up of our own accord. Mm. Um, so that could make us more attractive. And I think it makes us more attractive to some players who will be offered new deals as well. Because, mm. you know, we may have broken the cycle of up and down. Mm. Um. So yeah, exciting mm. times, but also stressy times. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Uh, John Morell says can't afford to stand still. Blackpool are a perfect example. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah. Got to try at least try and move forward. If the rest don't work, it didn't work. We've well, got to try at least try. We could always stand still and bring Mick McCarthy in. Yeah, to that or Big Sam. Yeah. <laughs> But he's better than some other lot, you know, better than Pep and that I've heard. Um, yeah, yeah, but who told you that? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John mentions well, uh, Valerian Ishmael has been appointed Watford manager. Um, I'll Does be that still get... count as this season? No, well, it wouldn't t- technically, no, but I think he's probably took the job at the wrong time because he, he took it in May. He don't, they don't play till August, so by yeah. the time he's playing, it'll be out of a job. Yeah, he'll be he'll have been sacked. He'll have been sacked before, before he even get back in training. What is he doing? When they realise that he had made playoffs this season, he'll be at the door. He'll be done. To, to be uh, fair, he's thinking, thinking, eh? He, he can he can be manager at Watford, never have to do any work and get a payoff. <laughs> he doesn't even have to bring he doesn't have to bring players in. He's going to be out of a job in what four weeks, five weeks. They won't have even set foot on training ground. Clever lad. <laughs> you can tell he's from Barnsley. He's obviously got some of that Yorkshire's rubbed off him, right? Um, yeah. Uh, John Wells will give us, give us some... Ian Bradley says, give us some... He's going to be some of the best moments of the season. Best, best in, English, Matt, on, in English. All right, sure. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the best game was Burnley at home. Best goal, Rathbone at home. Worst performance, Luton at home. Best away performance was Luton uh, by... Uh, uh, was Luton. Best away player was Lockyer by Luton. Best home performance, Blackburn. Best home atmosphere, Borough. I don't disagree with most of that. We will be doing our award show. Let's lock that in now, shall we? Um, yes. Next Sunday, Sunday the 21st, will be our live black tie event um, award show. Fourth annual award show? Is it really? Yeah, it was the first one that we were in, was in lockdown. That's why, that's why we do it at black tie event, because we want to feel fancy in lockdown, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, fourth. This will be the fourth annual um, black tie, black tie, fourth uh, end of season award. So next Sunday, like get dressed up, get dressed at home because why not? Get your fancy glasses out. Um, well, I need to order some gold envelopes so the awards can come out in the you know, in, in the right manner, um, and we'll have a good laugh next Sunday. Uh, next Thursday, we will be revealing <laughs> revealing our terrible, our truly terrible preseason predictions. Um, <laughs> I've had a glance over them to do, put, put them in sort of a fancy-looking thing for social media. 
and they are terrible. They are some some of the worst predictions you could possibly imagine. I, the the sort of spoiler I'll give you is that Tom Eve's name appears in many many of those predictions. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what to expect. That'll be next Thursday. Uh, that comes up in so. Do, 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 do come do join us for that one. Um, um, I was just going to say we are hoping to have something quite special for, um, for the awards show as well. We are. We've got something planned up um, mm-hmm. for an interlude uh, at some point during this. Mix it up a bit. It's not, not, not looking at our daft faces. Um, yeah. Um, Richard Wood, let's finish. Maybe not finish the show, but let's finish. Um, the season by talking about Richard Wood, Danny. It's official now. He he is leaving the football club. Um, again, it's pro- it's probably the right time. If again taking that Robin Knight hat off, it's probably the right time. He's had a great end to the season. He has been here nine years. He's been such a servant to the club and probably the best captain we've ever had and may ever have. Um, and he will go on to play somewhere else. That, that, that's For me, that's great news. I want to see Richard Wood playing on a football pitch. I, I just enjoy watching him. Yeah. Um, today, he got back in the team due to the injuries uh, that we suffered. I'm glad he did. Mm. Um, but it's just a, a solid presence at the back. Like We, we sort of saw uh, where his career was against... Mm. Um, Ooh, against against Middlesbrough, where you know he effectively got old man, but he still recovered. You know, so I think that's um, it's quite fitting of where he is. You know, he's at that point in his career, but he's still um, still committed to the team to where you know he busts the gut and still clears it off the line. But yeah, I I agree. I think it it feels it feels like the right time, but I would have loved another year. Yeah, now I would have loved another year to get him over the ten years. Um, I mean, can we make an exception of a testimonial for nine years? You know, maybe not. Uh, it's nice to see that Taylor mentioned my suggestion of uh, naming the north, renaming the north stand after him. That that was good. That got in, on one of his interviews. <laughs> um, but yeah, to see Woody carrying on playing, I think is the best course of action because I, I don't want to see him retire yet. I, I think he's still got plenty to give uh, another team. Um, a lot of people said Donny, and that's popped up. You know, a few people have had crystal balls out and said Doncaster before we even knew Woody was officially leaving, which is, uh, yeah. which is spooky. Um, but yeah, to see him somewhere like you know, like Doncaster, like like I said, or um, you know, yeah, Harrogate, for example, just to see him carrying on playing where there isn't as much worry, but he can still contribute massively to that team setup mm. is the sort of thing that we want to see Woody in the contributing role. You know, they're still playing role and. Taylor hasn't ruled out him coming back in the coaching role either yeah. when he does finish him playing, whether that's you know ne- after next year, after two years, whenever. So it's nice that that door's still open for him. Mm. And if I'm being honest, I could see him coming back. I think the fans would love him to see him in the dugout. You know, yeah. I-, I said it on Twitter, he's effectively Rotherham's Roy Kent, but slightly nicer. Less sweary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as far as we know. It's, it's less sweary in public anyway. Yeah, well, we've met, we've talked a few times on the podcast. They seem like the nicest guy in the world, Danny Richard Wood. Mm. Um, Sarah Ogden's still effective, but maybe not in the championship. Yes, John Morales is player coach at Derby. Nailed on. <laughs> um, maybe uh, Carl Scott off to Donny. YouTube says maybe player manager at Donny. Would have done it on a player on your playing contract. Ian Bradley says for the situation that they're in, Mick, on the potential rebuild with Grant McCann coming back in, 
And I know it's easy for us to look on the out, look in from the outside, but that's a great base to build your your rebirth, which is what Donny were trying are going to be trying to do from next season. You you get something like Richard Wood to be the new leader, and because he'll just drag players up. He, you know, he's, that, he's just that type of player. Just he is able to drag players up a level, and certainly at League Two would do that. Oh, he did walk it, literally walk it. <laughs> he? You know, it, well, he would. You know, yeah. so. I, I didn't know that. I, I, I heard they'd got an interest in bringing Grant McCann back. I didn't know whether, whether that's official. Sure. But, um, it, it, I found it quite curious that um, Danny Schofield was sacked. And I think probably the same day it was announced that Richard Wood were uh, <laughs> not going to be playing for us anymore. Seemed a little bit of a coincidence to me, but there you go. I can see Donny being a, a move for, for, for Woody, um, and it'd be great for him. It'd be great for Doncaster. Um, which which we won, I won anyway. I don't want Donny down in League Two. Uh, they shouldn't be down there, um, and and hopefully they can they can um, get themselves sorted financially, which I think is probably what the owners that are trying to do. Uh, it feels like it, looking at with a little that we know from the outside. So um, yeah, I think it'd be a good move for him if Chesney if Chesterfield managed to get through uh, Notts County, which I doubt. Uh, but if they do, then that might also be a decent move for him. So um, whatever Richard Wood wants in terms of whether he wants to play or coach, then I hope he gets it because he deserves it. Mm, absolutely. It does. And if you go to Donny, we might, we might play him in a pre-season friendly. Yeah. Uh, like an unofficial testimonial type thing. Bang on. Like what you're thinking there, Matt. Yeah. Email Sam Todd, tell him. <laughs> he might get organised. I don't think he organises pre-season families, to be honest. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Email Matt Taylor, then. You spoke to him the other day. He gave him a shirt. He's your mate now. He owes us. He owes us one. Yeah, he owes us, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we will talk about the championship. It's almost complete, isn't it, the championship? You know, we know who's gone up. We know who's gone down. We, there's one team to come up from, the, from League One. There's three teams to stay in the playoffs and three teams to come down from the Premier League. Probably, well, Southampton plus two others. Uh, it appears to be the stage. Just initially, Danny, we're going to wrap up. We managed to get an hour out of this episode, which I am hugely impressed with. Um, <laughs> the championship next season, it's not complete. We're not, we, we know it's not complete yet. But how do you feel about it? You know, the sides coming up look strong, pretty strong. Certainly, Ipswich will. Um, teams coming down, we don't know. What are your thoughts on just the general championship? It will be harder next season, or certainly better quality, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um... Especially, like I say, with Ipswich coming up, they they do look strong. The amount of goals they scored last season is incredible. Um, but you know, teams coming up who have done well in League One, bar Sunderland, could be argue they struggled with the mm. Championship's quality. I mean, um, depending on who comes down from the Premier League and who stays down from the playoffs, you could argue the Championship <clears throat> is sort is sort of petered out. Like it got to our level and petered a bit. I think if Wednesday come up, they make it an harder, harder division. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Early prediction: Ipswich might finish the higher of the promoted teams. I don't think they'll do a Sunderland. Good God, no! But they might finish fifteenth or so. So yeah, it's going to be an harder division. But um, from the noises that the club's making early on, we could be in a good position to compete with it. Mm. Um. And again, it all comes down to I'm excited about the summer window. Uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on who comes into our division. And we go again. Some of the teams we've played already and we competed with them quite well. Main example being Swansea. 
You know, I think I think we competed really well with Swansea. Um, they're still here next season, so who knows? It it could be a season where Rotherham move up again. It could. Uh, not, 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 not leagues, not leagues. Good. Like, <laughs> oh, don't don't take that out of context. Someone will clip that. I mean, <laughs> move up position. You know, we might actually yeah. achieve my prediction of sixteenth. <laughs> Uh, we've got rid of one of the teams who are, who are badly mismanaged, making Reading. Uh, they're mm. the team that's perennial struggles because of the final switch management. Cardiff are still expected to have some major issues. I think they're still under a transfer embargo for at least a summer window. Um, but that's really it. Birmingham, John mentioned the comments earlier, Birmingham look like they're, their takeover from, from some American guys going through, which is which is great news for them after the disaster show of, their, of, the, of the ownership they've had in the past. The, the badly run teams have feel like they've been slowly weeded out. Wigan's another one, sadly, for them. Um, which is why it probably makes it a harder league because you you've got you haven't got us Reading and Birmingham as an example. Oh, there were three teams at the start of the season who were going to be rubbish. You haven't got those. Obviously we'll be you know, obviously we'll be twenty fourth at anybody's predictions as he's the input. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no obvious well, they're gonna be in serious bother next year for me, I don't think. Don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's going off behind the scenes at a lot of clubs, like St. Cardiff, for example, a one. Um, Ipswich has spent, I don't know how long have they spent in League One? Three years? Five, three or four years, whatever it is. They spent all those years overspending in League One. Um, as, as you know, as we, as, as we know and as, as, as their, their supporters know as well. So um, there's no doubt whatsoever when they come up, they'll overspend again. No question about that. Um, so... I just keep an eye on Ipswich in terms of the financial side of stuff. We, get, we, don't, let, let, we don't need to be worrying about other other clubs, do we? We need to be worrying about ourselves. Um, just let's worry about ourselves. Move on um, from from everybody else. Mm. Uh, Carl Scott, QPR will struggle badly. Hope so. Not, not going against QPR fans, but I feel like I need to be justified about Gareth Ainsworth, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see on that one. Um, any more? Anything else? No. Good stuff. We, shall, shall, we, shall we do the uh, early predictions where we're going to think we're going to win the League One playoff? We could do what you want. Who's winning League One? Who's winning Championship? Those are the two that impact us. We'll do League One first, Danny. Uh, Wednesday, Barnsley, Bolton, Peterborough. <laughs> um, I really hope it's Wednesday, Barnsley in final. That'd be that'd yeah. be a cracking final to watch. But out of all of them, I'd say well, Barnsley are the ones with the playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I said I said that historically, anyway. Um, so I think Barnsley's going to go up through playoffs. For being honest, I'd prefer which, Barnsley. Which, which would mean Barnsley would have won the most League One playoffs out of all the teams in South Yorkshire, I think. So possible. The, the one team that might get a leg up on us. Ooh, interesting. The problem is the championship's not big enough for Wednesday. They, they, they keep telling everybody that. We know the championship's not big enough for Ian Everett's ego at Bolton, which is a big, big problem. And it's barely big enough for Darren McAnthony's ego from Peterborough as well. So there's 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 some logistics we've got to get around in terms of fitting, you know, at least one of those teams <laughs> in this division, Mick. Um John Morell says Bolton and Borough. I could see Bolton doing it as well. I think I think I don't want to see any of Ian Everett succeed. I don't want to see him in the championship. I don't want to face him again because I just don't like him. But I could see Bolton doing a job on, on both Barnsley and Wednesday. Best team in the league. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I, Barnsley. 
Barnsley for me. Um, I, I know that, like John's just put there, the form's dropped off a little bit recently. However, I can see, uh, I can see Barnsley, I can see Barnsley doing it. They'll turn, they'll turn Wednesday over, no problem, um, in my view. Um, so yeah, Barnsley for me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the Championship playoff uh, was hilarious on the final day. That was more in- more entertaining watching the scores come in on my phone than watching the Rotherham Wigan game. Uh, <laughs> that one is Luton against Sunderland, I think, and Middlesbrough against Coventry. That's, that's right. That's how it ended up. Can we just point out, by the way, that we came up with Coventry, who are now in the playoffs, and we came up with Sunderland, who are now in the playoffs. Mm. Madness. Our turn. Our turn next year. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Danny, which one of those four are you picking? Um, I mean, for football stories, like in terms of consecutive promotions, probably Sunderland. And can we have a, can we have a season where we don't have to play him? Like I'm sick to death of that away end. We need to play him in the, the on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah, true. Um, I mean, in t- in terms of how much they've rattled Premier League fans, I'm gonna have to say Luton because I know mm. Kelworth Road needs a lot of improving doing to it. I think Luton would have to spend what ten million ish yeah. doing up the stadium. Um, but just for the pure confusion of Premier League fans having to go through someone's back garden to get to a, a stadium, I want Luton to go up. But then Fair I also enough. want Middlesbrough to go up because we might get Barlasser back on loan. Yeah, that's true. But, I, 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 based on what I've seen, it's Luton. I, I were impressed yeah. with them. At our place, they were so efficient at what they did. Uh, they just took it. They took the game apart. They didn't necessarily batter us. They just took the game apart so we couldn't play it anymore. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what they'll do to to every good team. Um, and the game, also, it's great game story. management. It's great yeah, story. The, yeah, the, the story is incredible, and Luton's game management is incredible as well. I mean, on Sky they said about Burnley being all oh, the best football inside in the second tier. I mean, for me, Luton's the best football team. Yeah, in Agreed. in the division, and I think they'll just take a team apart. I'll say this, and they'll lose to Sunderland now, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'd like to see Luton back at Premier League from National League to Premier League with one player going all the way with them. That's a proper, yeah. that's a proper story. Yeah. Um, John Morell says Barnes and Rotherham can't coexist in the Championship. We should know that by now. Uh, yeah. Kim says Luton. Carl says Luton. John Morell can't stand Luton. Send them back to League Two. <laughs> Mick, based on what we've seen this season as well, but bear in mind we've not conceded to Borough this season. So yeah. I still think Borough. Yeah. I still think Michael Carrick's Borough. We'll um, we'll do it. Um, I think they've probably been sandbagging now for a, a few weeks, just uh, getting themselves into uh, into right space. I think Borough will do it. I think they've probably just got too much class for Luton. Um, but if it's not Borough, I want it to be Luton. Yeah. Um, I've no desire to see Sunderland go up. Um, I'd sooner see them playing in an half empty stadium because they've lost three games rather than. Uh, um, Rather than go up into Premier League, that's my view. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cynical of that, and a, a bit sort of um, <laughs> a bit tongue in cheek, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, and, and Coventry, I, I, I don't care, I couldn't care less about Coventry to be honest with you. Mark Mark Robbins. Robbins. Sorry, Mark Roberts as Coventry City. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I do, again, I don't mean that in a in a in a nasty way. I don't mean I just I just I don't care. Um, I'd like to see Borough do it. Um, I don't know why I've got a soft spot for Borough. I, I just have. We've got all our players. Well, there's the, there's the Barlow side of it, but it's just they're 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 the kind of the small club of the northeast, aren't they? 
You know what I mean? I suppose they are, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're competing with the likes of, of Newcastle and um, um, Berwick and uh, Darlington. Hartlepool. <laughs> 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 exactly. You know, so... I don't know how much money we'd get from Borough. Borough would help it. It'd be over a million quid, I think, we'd probably get. Yeah, probably, yeah. Crooks and Bar, that's a deal, I think. Um, or they could just send him back. Both. Three Dan Barlasser, that's what I say. <laughs> Dan Barlasser, Scott winner at playoff final. That's what, I, that's what we want. Yeah, yeah. Um, against Sunderland. Oh, my God, against Sunderland. <laughs> because that, hey, that, that's, that's possible, Borough against Sunderland at final, and it's Barlasser who scored the winner. Oh, oh my word. word! Oh, Danny, you set it up now. I'm have sorry, I, like, band, I don't want you to go up anymore. Have, oh, have I written that would be that would be that would be a fairy tale for for the Barlasser family. <laughs> well, I think it would. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right. Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing an episode on Sunday. I think it's very very unlikely. We are basically away for the weekend. Are you sure? Um. um I think it's unlikely that we all do an episode Sunday. We're we're doing we have plans for the weekend, which I don't think we we'll have state to do anything on Sunday evening. Um, so we get a weekend off. You all get a weekend off from us, but then we come back. Then we come back. We come back to finish off properly strong. Well, we think strong. Well, we come back to finish off uh, with the episode. Stronger. You are finish off stronger, stronger. Correct, stronger. Yeah. Uh, we've got that's the, the prediction reveal next Thursday. Lewis has joined us for that one because he did preseason prediction. We'll try and get Kev to be with us as well because he gave us some preseason predictions. Um, and we'll hopefully have a laugh the next Sunday, week on Sunday, is the uh, end of season awards. Get your best suits, ties, ball gowns on. Um, because we'll have, a, we'll have a barrel of laughs for that one. We want to mention, I've got, I said we're going to finish, but it's going to take me a few minutes to do, do a few thank yous. So, first of all, we need to thank. Uh, Matt Taylor for, for, to the shirt for giving allowing to give us a shirt. We need to say well done to um, the winner, the winner, winner, yeah. winner. So strong. Any on the shirt, yeah, um, and got papped by the club. Uh, we've raised over a hundred pounds for the hospice just for people that don't that went into the raffle. Um, it's in, gone into our midnight memory midnight memory walk fundraiser. If you want to get involved in that and sponsor us for the Midnight Memory Walk, that is uh, going across the tagline on the YouTube channel at the bottom. I'll tweet some out as well for that. Uh, we've we've ambitiously set ourselves a thousand pounds to raise, um, and if we get a thousand pounds, Mick's going to do the Memory Midnight Walk in full kit, full of United. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. We we all agreed uh, in um, in the shoot in the in the in the green room. That we were all going to do it if we got to a thousand. We'll probably all do it in full kit. Um, admit, you know, midnight walk uh, in, in full kit. If we get to a thousand pounds, that's a big ask, I think. But who knows? We might get there. Right, no, right. No, I put the challenge out. Let's get us to a thousand subscribers, and I'll eat the fish in Sweden, which is booked in, by the way. Um, and everybody absolutely smashed that. Rather annoyingly, they all smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with this, you'll get to see, you know, pictures. I might do a a video on the midnight walk of us all in full mm. kit and everything, but you get to see, yes, exactly, John. But you exactly get to see that. that Mick and me all in full kit. We tried to get Ben to do his NFL kit, but I don't think they'll let him take it home because it's too big. No. Um, but full football kits, we've decided against boots because it hurt a feet, but everything else full kit. We'll get Mick wearing captain's armband and everything. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's the C stands for creative director this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. You're going to do that then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thousand pounds. All three of us in full kit, walking through Rotherham, doing ten k is the one that we're doing. Is it? 15, the big one. Fifteen. Yeah. Good grief. Fifteen k, mate. Good grief. Anyway, doing fifteen k in a full kit, walking through Rotherham at night. That'll be a sight, won't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kimbo Sports are still selling the shirts, so if you want to buy a Matt Taylor shirt with the, all the all the proceeds going to the Rotherham Hospice, you can do. I know people have bought the shirts, and I don't know who you are, but I love you. You are my favourite people. If you bought a Matt Taylor shirt, Hawaiian shirt, you are my kind of person. Well done, <laughs> very very well done, and it's still a great cause. Well, which you can still get those on Kimbo Sports website if you if you are mad enough. Um, and if you have got one, let me know when you're going to wear it. We'll all wear it to like a pre-season game. We'll be like 15, people, 15, 20 people in Hawaiian shirts with Matt Taylor's face all over it. It'll be brilliant. Do you all just rock up to Parkgate in Matt Taylor Hawaiian shirts, yeah, including so. Matt Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's too professional, to be fair, to wear it for a game. Um, mm. Sadly. Um, anything else that I need to say thank you or anything else I need to let people know of? No. You're going on and on. I don't know what's up with you, man. Shut up. Well, we had a lot to talk about, didn't we? No. Um, didn't we? No. I think, I think, I think I've think covered just about everything. Yeah. About all the notices. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everybody, who's joined us this season. It's been a barrel last letter. We're not finished yet. So, we, you know, we're going to not get all soppy just yet. Um, but, yeah. We will be back next Thursday in a week's time. There may well be content out before then. Um, for one reason or another, keep your eyes out. Subscribe to YouTube channel if you haven't already, because there may or may not be some stuff that we pop out over the uh, early early next week, hopefully. Um, mm. So yeah, thank you everybody. Thank you, Mick. Oh, I've been twelve minutes. I know you've got something to do with it at this point. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, John Morales asked when are hats available. Email email Kimbo. Ask them. I've got some red ones. Um, and Mike Miller says, hope the awards contain a top ref of the year. Yes. We'll have to try and find one. I don't know if we can. We'll try and find a good one. Um, Danny, thank you for being with us tonight. And I'll see you all shortly. Yeah, always a pleasure, lads. Always a pleasure. Hope the Millers. Enjoy the safety. And we'll see you in a week. Thank you hope very much. championship, Millers. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.